Welcome to the Tools They Use podcast, the ultimate personal productivity podcast covering the apps and tools to help you get things done, exploring the workflows, resources, and automation of successful individuals, and so much more. Now over to your host, Francesco D'Alessio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode here on the Tools They Use podcast. It is series one, and uh, we are almost finished, which is sad. Um, I dedicated 10 episodes to each series. Um, I think this series more focused on the creators of the world. Um, So hopefully you enjoyed this first set of 10 podcasts. We're going to be back anyway, pretty soon, like in half a month, with series two, which is going to be an exciting um, new set of 10 episodes about uh, individuals who use apps and tools in their routine. So uh, it is really an honor that you um, have listened to all 10 of these, uh, if you have already. (laughs) It'd be great if um, you get a moment to send any feedback that's either through email um, about this first 10 series. Um, As I said, this is more of a pilot. I'm going to pilot it for four series or five, depending on how things go, um, and then see. But so far, the feedback's good. Um, But if you have a moment, do email me, francesco at keepproductive.com. Uh, any feedback you have on the podcast so far, even if it's good, bad, I really would love to hear that. So uh, today, for the final feature, we are speaking to Thomas, um, and and I'm very excited for this feature. I haven't actually spoken to Thomas um, on the phone or in person before, um, but I have been following him, and he's been following me for like three years, maybe, <laughs> which is mad. Um, that's how the digital world works these days, I guess. Um, but Thomas is quite an interesting character. He is a lifestyle entrepreneur and blogger. He writes for successful uh, publications like Forbes. He also has his own blog, which is really uh, a riveting read. Um, and he also helps individuals to really try and optimize their routine. Now, Thomas works remotely. Um, he works from a variety of spots. Um, I'm following him on Facebook, and he's always in a different location. But what I really like about Tomas is the way that he approaches it is a very uh, uh, sort of, I I would say, a practical approach to it. Um, The way that he documents his um, like lifestyle and also the way that he documents how you could work remotely and how you could do consulting and how you could do freelancing and blogging, etc., is really interesting. So Tomas does this thing called a, uh, I believe it's a monthly lifestyle report where he documents everything. (laughs) And this is going to sound a little weird, but it's amazing the way that he does it. So he documents exactly his income and expenses. So do you get an outline exactly what he spends his money on, down to a T, like down to iCloud, how much he spends $1.17 on, all the way to how much consulting fees that he got on. He also documents what his personal expenses are. For example, like, um, you know, what he spent is like, like November, he spent $153.37 on coffee. Um, and then he also documents what he actually did. And and down to a T, as I was saying, like the amount of time he spends in bed, the sleep efficiency, all using the resources, and and how he got on with his productivity using apps like Rescue Time and things like that. I'm sure um, he's going to get into more detail on exactly this process. But what I quite like about it is that he is more of a documenter around this topic and it's it's so hard sometimes 
to get into this area. And what I really love about Thomas is he makes it very approachable um, and very practical. So his consulting and his work and his travel is very, um, I guess, uh, there's a word for it, like um, structure, strategical. Like it's very easy to understand, um, quantifiable. So that's the word I was trying to get at. Um, so guys, I'm really looking forward to um, sharing this feature with Thomas. Um, I really, really enjoyed talking to him. Um, I actually uh, worked with him uh, maybe about a year or so ago, um, but it is, it's absolutely awesome to have been able to probe him on a lot of the different things that um, he shares in his blogs and things like that. Anyway, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this feature. I hope that it was valuable. Um, and I hope that you get to share it. So if you grab a moment and you do get to share this one, it'd be great. If you get to share the whole series, it would be amazing um, because this verse series was really a pilot um, and I'm looking forward to series two. I actually really enjoyed the the like flow of doing it. Like This is very new format for me. And as you can tell from the first episode, I, am a, I feel like a lot more calmer. <laughs> so it's been a nice personal journey for me. Um, but if you uh, want to follow along on Twitter as well, it's at Keep Productive. You'll get all of the features there too. Anyway, guys, uh, for now, let's talk to Tomas and probe him on all of that brilliant stuff. Anyway, guys, thanks for stopping by. Make sure to have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this one and keep productive. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tools They Use podcast. It is Francesco here. Welcome back to another feature. So in today's feature, we are talking with Tomas. Uh, me and Tomas have been friends for quite a while now, um, digitally, <laughs> um, and he is quite an individual. Uh, I've been following his stuff for quite a while. He is a lifestyle entrepreneur and blogger. He has a pretty amazing uh, blog, and he also writes for some pretty outstanding publications, uh, like the likes of Forbes uh, and many, many more. So, uh, Tomas, maybe you could uh, fill in a couple of the gaps. <laughs> uh, absolutely, <quickly>. absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for having me, first of all. And uh, yeah, man, like we, we talked before this podcast that this is our first live encounter. Uh, we knew each other for, for quite some time and we worked on, on my previous project, uh, Despreneur, but we never had a chance to really chat to each other. So, so I'm, I'm really glad to be here today. And uh, yeah, like I think the introduction pretty much uh, nailed everything I'm doing right now. So in the last couple of a uh, couple of years, I was in a constant transition going from writer, blogger, entrepreneur, uh, and right now more in, I'm, I'm going more into uh, self-development and lifestyle design. So every time people ask what I do, I would just say, I'm a blogger, lifestyle design and entrepreneurship. So, so that's what I do. And uh, uh, from time to time, I would publish on, uh, on Forbes, The Next Web, uh, Huffington Post, uh, Observer, and, and some other places. It's brilliant. Um, I've, I, you know, I follow some of your other stuff anyway on social media, and it's, it's quite good to watch anyway. Um, you, for those who don't know, um, Thomas travels quite a lot. Um, he gets to visit a lot of quite exciting places in the world. Um, I remember maybe two years ago or so, you sent me a postcard from Thailand, um, and I was very jealous at the time. But um, my flatmate actually gave it to me because he found it and I was like you should have given it to me way earlier <laughs> so I didn't get to reply um, by the time you had left but it, it was great to see and I'd love to see all your um, photos of different traveling locations oh thank you and I'm I'm, I'm glad that uh, postcard finally actually reached you because <laughs> because 
uh, some postal services in these in these uh, still beautiful paradise countries, but they're still developing some services. They don't work as they supposed to. So many postcards just don't find their way uh, to, to to their destination. So I'm I'm glad yeah. you received it. No, eventually, but yeah, I can imagine they fall off the map all the time. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so let's dive in. Um, so the first sort of thing I wanted to ask you is day to day. What's your sort of day to day routine? Right. So for for the last, I would say, three years. So when I started traveling, so I've been traveling for nearly four years and uh, I usually travel 10, 11 months a year. And then I would go back home to my home country, to Lithuania, to just spend my, with family and friends. And I've been just constantly on the road, which, uh, which causes a lot of uh, probably uncertainty and maybe some kind of a stress or anxiety without knowing where you're going to be uh, next. Uh, you're, you're constantly in new places, uh, new climates, new infrastructures, new internet speeds, and uh, probably very slow internet speeds that cause a lot of anxiety once you, once you need to, to do something online. And uh, obviously there's these like time time uh, time differences and so on so so for the last three years i've been i've been just wondering like okay i i still i i love to travel but i want to also create stuff i want to build businesses i want to uh, do creative work but uh how do i stay productive so i started looking at uh all these successful ceos and and high achievers entrepreneurs athletes and and whatnot and i and i realized that most of these people that I admire, that that I would love to achieve what they are, what they achieved, they rise early. So I started experimenting by rising early, and then I looked into into their other habits and routines, and I discovered that they do some sort of meditation. So I started doing meditation. Then I, I realized that okay, I probably should also start exercising in the morning. So I started uh, exercising in the morning, and then I started uh, started stacking all these habits in the morning. And, and, and figured out that I have this uh, a special set of habits that I do in the morning, no matter the time zone, no matter the, the country, no matter the infrastructure, I can achieve uh, my peak performance. Obviously, it would differ, and it would differ from, from, from time to time, but I would be able to at least you know, get some stuff done no matter the time zone, no matter the country. And, and that was a huge revelation for me. So, so f- uh, for the last three years, I've been... Uh, trying well obviously there are days where i wake up a bit later but i've been trying to rise at 5 a.m and then meditate read journal uh exercise uh write and then go back to you know like to kind of like client work catching up with emails and so on so it's it has changed a lot in the last three years because uh in the last few years i was running a design magazine uh i was also blogging uh, as a as a freelance 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 writer on on design and business magazines or like publications uh then i did uh last year with my friend we co-founded a condom marketing consulting consultancy or consulting agency and uh that also involved uh some kind of uh, sales or on client onboarding work where I would need to jump on a call on a Skype call and uh, figure out if we can actually help these companies with, uh, with our resources, our knowledge, our experience and, and our team. And, and recently, just very recently, I switched uh, into my blog. So I'm, I'm mostly right now focusing on my personal blog, which is, uh, which is called Live Design. Or uh, if you want to visit it online, it's thomaslow.com. 
And, and right there, right now, I'm focused on finishing my book. So I have a full manuscript done. Took me over a year. And day-to-day uh, -day work right now looks like I wake up very early. I have a, a special theme for the, for the month. This month is about uh, doubling my email list. So I would do something to, to achieve that goal. And then uh, throughout the day, I would catch up uh, on emails at some point and edit my book. So this is what it, what it looks right now. I know it's, it, it, it could be more structured and I like structures. I like discipline. But uh, at the same time, I think I really thrive when I do creative work in a kind of like messy way. Yeah. And I can imagine with the, the process of traveling, it, it sometimes puts dents in that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, like you just meet some people and right now I'm traveling with the, with the Wi-Fi tribe. So it's, uh, it's a huge group. We have over 20 people from all, all over the world and uh, we just share different apartments here in Medellin and Colombia. And yeah, people just have, you know, different ideas and they're like, let's go rent ATVs and go around the, go around the forest or yeah. let's rent a sailboat and just sail around the shore. And I'm like, yeah, I cannot really say no. I'm, I'm traveling to actually have these experiences. So, yeah. so but, uh, but, but waking up early gives me a lot of time to, to focus on what matters to me. And, you know, before like nine or 10 AM, I'm pretty much done with my creative work and I achieved my most important task of the day. Fantastic. Um, and I guess moving on to the app side of stuff now, um, the to-do list application, what sort of tool do you use for that? Right. So, so right now it's uh, to-do list and I actually love it. It's so simple. And one of the principles that I'm trying to implement this year is simplify everything. So whether it's uh, hosting my website, whether it's clothing, whether it's meeting people, whether it's writing and also like to-do list, I, I like to simplify absolutely everything because I think we humans are so good at making life so complex <laughs> and uh, and my job is to consciously spend energy and make very smart decisions to simplify everything and think about my future self which is probably going to be lazy and uh, is going to question like who who even wrote this down like i don't want to do it right now so so my my job is to really simplify these things and to do this is one of the uh, one of my favorite to do to do apps right now. Uh, previously, I used uh, Wonderlist, but I think uh, they got bought by Microsoft, and I just didn't like that kind of uh, move. So I yeah. just decided to move to 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 Todoist. And uh, at the same time, I think the the main factor why I switched was I loved the philosophy of their company, uh, the the company behind Todoist, and how they they actually have some kind of principles uh, in, you know, like up, they're, they're applying some kind of principles uh, to, to productivity. So, so for me, after reading a couple of their uh, blog posts, it made me a lot of sense uh, to switch to their, uh, to their application and, and start applying these principles that they're sharing. Brilliant. Um, Todoist is a popular one here on this podcast, um, but it's a great tool um, and it just works really well. Um, I guess one follow-up question there for you. You mentioned simplifying um, your to-doist. Have you done anything structurally to maybe uh, like reduce the amount of tasks or projects or anything like that? Uh, 
what 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 works for me really well so so right now i i don't really do much of collaboration online which is uh really empowering when you travel so i don't i don't need need to adjust myself to any other schedule or time zone or any uh, any kind of other person so for me purely i just use it for my personal use so uh what i find really helpful is uh just dumping down all the ideas that i have because if i don't write down whatever it's on my mind it just keeps bugging me throughout the day and then I, I cannot focus on a task. So it helps me to just uh, put everything into later. So I have a, a list for later. And then mm -hmm. I like to go through through the later list and the number one rule is always just delete. So, <laughs> so I, already, I already just, you know, like I took it out from my head and it, it left my head. So right now I can, I can actually focus on what is important to me. And then later on, I just go to that later list and I still have this little FOMO, you know, saying like, what if there is a really good idea? Uh, so, so I just try to review the list, but number one rule is always just, just simplify. So simplify basically for me means get rid of. So I would try to delete as many tasks or as many ideas uh, as possible. And after that, I would try to prioritize them uh, using P1, P2, P3. And then also I try to have just three priorities for the day. So I, I snooze or schedule a lot of things in the future. And then once, once the day comes, again, Lazy Tommy is like, who scheduled this for this day? I, I don't feel like doing it. So I would, again, kind of filter it through self-awareness, through, through, through goals. And uh, in a way, I don't really have a very clear kind of criteria how I evaluate things but obviously there is this intuition this there is this kind of uh, you know subconscious uh, feeling or voice telling you what you should be should be focused on so so I would review my daily or weekly list over uh, just just for one more time to make sure that all these things uh, are still relevant and then I would uh, I would have my my daily list and weekly list and then after that uh, I would try to get rid of the data stuff. Brilliant. Um, and maybe sort of following on from that, the calendar side of stuff, um, what sort of tool do you use for that? Because I can imagine it must be quite versatile with the, the different time zones and switching. <laughs> Oh yeah, I've, I've had so many embarrassing moments where I just completely messed up time zones. So, so for now, just to make sure, like every time I need to schedule something, just to make sure I go to worldtimebuddy.com and just uh, add two or three cities that I'm going to, to have a meeting with and just check exact times in these places. So, so it's not really like a calendar, but just like double checking if, if the time, uh, times uh, overlap and it makes sense. And then I would use just a, just a native uh, iCalendar on, on iOS and Mac because it, it, it syncs very well. But at the same time, I would also double check with the, with the calendar uh, time zone because you can, you can have different time zones. And then I would make sure that uh, it's a time zone where I am right now. And then I would send invites. And usually I just trust that Apple will do the job. Uh, I, I also use Google Calendar, but it's, it's for some reason I don't like it that much. I've tried so many times in the last probably five or four years, but it, I just don't feel like using it. So I, I still stick to, to, to native uh, iCalendar. And, and so far it was working pretty well. Brilliant. Um, and just the, I guess the final piece of the puzzle for productivity is the note taker. Do you use a specific app for that? Or like, I guess people still use notebooks, right? <laughs> I, I do. I do still use a physical notebook. So I have this yeah. uh, beautiful 
Collins notebook. It's very little. I don't know how big is it, but it's basically like palm size. So it's really good for traveling. And I have very comfortable pen. And uh, I, I just love to take notes on, on physical paper. And sometimes even if I have my to-do list on Todoist, I would, I would just write it down the same thing on paper because it kind of gives you this kind of instant gratification to just, you know, just cross it off and, and feel like, oh, okay, I'm moving forward right now. So I use physical notes uh, of Collins Notebook just for like sketching and so on and just getting, you know, ideas out. And uh, why it works for me, because sometimes I would just space around the, uh, the, the room or a working space or I would just go outside and, you know, like, go grab a coffee five minutes away or whatever. And I would take that notebook. Maybe I wouldn't write while I walk, but while I, while I walk, I would have pen and, and that notebook in my hands and it would kind of uh, really stimulate my thinking. And then I would, I would sit down and, and, and write down uh, the ideas that I have. So it helped me with, uh, with coming uh, not coming up, but like uh, uh, polishing or refining the, the table of contents of my book. And it felt like, it felt like magic. Like I was sitting stuck there for a couple of hours and then I just uh, took off, you know, like I took my, I, I took my uh, pen uh, and, and that notebook walked around for five minutes and I was like, yeah, now it's clear. I, I wrote it down and then it was done. So, so I don't know. I think walking has this special magic, but also uh, just physical act of, of writing it down. And it feels much more realistic than just putting things on, on the screen, which is very, very digital and probably not that, uh, usual for humans. Uh, other than that, I use, for very, very quick notes, I use Apple Notes because they sync really fast uh, between devices. So whether I need to show my, uh, my ticket or my visa or my passport on, in, in like digital format, I would just have all these things on, uh, in iCloud, so Apple Notes. And these are used just for like dirty, uh, dirty notes. So I would never show them to anyone because they just yeah. look really messy and dirty, but, <laughs> but it does the job, it does the job. And uh, my other kind of like, uh, I don't know where I, where I sold the, the idea of building second brain, but it's probably one of these uh, uh, product, productivity uh, bloggers and professionals, but I use Evernote. So uh, I actually uh, didn't like it that much, but then after seeing some of your videos and how you rave about it, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really great tool. I need to invest a little bit and like really making it work for me. But, but right now I feel... Uh, I, I still use it just like on a very basic level, but uh, it gets the job done. It's uh, it's easy to format. It's easy easy to share, and uh, I'm looking forward to storing all of my uh, second brain in, into this platform. So hopefully they don't go away at some point. <laughs> yeah, it does take time. Like I remember when I first started using it, it just it took me ages to fully get into the routine of using it. But I mean it. I think it'll be very beneficial when you get there. <laughs> um, brilliant. Um, and I guess one of the things that I had on my mind um, in terms of like, how do you manage your projects? Because you, uh, you have a, such a great blog. Um, you have the reports on the blog, which I, I really like. Um, so for those who haven't seen this yet, um, Thomas has this like, you do it monthly, right? It's like um, you you do it every, at the end of every single month, right? Right. So, very sad news. I decided to discontinue this because it just oh, takes no. uh, two two <laughs> days two days of pure work of like data mining and just formatting everything. Yeah. And then it has very little 
uh, value once some time passes, you know, like it's, it's not like timeless things. So I thought I'll, I'll be better off focusing on something that can bring value over and over again. So I, I might still be doing maybe quarterly reports or yearly reports, like very detailed and where it's just, you know, sit down for a week and just look over all everything that happened but i figured out that yeah like doing monthly reports is just too much time uh takes too much time and it's very little uh return on investment yeah and uh even though people were just raving about it i think i got the most like the most uh positive feedback on lifestyle reports and mm. and some of these were just you know like uh some some months would be really really good uh, financially some months would be really good uh, traveling wise learning wise but people were just like yeah I just like how how everything is you know, everything is like so transparent uh, I like to see how, how long you sleep what what kind of things you invest in uh, what's what what kind of things you buy spend uh, spend your your money on or time or whatever so yeah sadly sadly there yeah. all of them uh, uh, I documented over a year so you can go to my blog and, and and there's a special section lifestyle reports so you can check them out but unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to continue these on a monthly basis. Uh, I'm not sure about quarterly or yearly. Uh, it, it makes sense. Uh, I can, uh, two days of time. I mean, it's, it's probably, if you don't see the ROI, then um, you know, it's, it's probably not worth continuing it. But if, if you haven't yet seen it, it's, it's quite an impressive. Um, it, it literally goes everything from your, like how much you earn on consultancy to all the way down to like um, all your your sleep amounts and things like that. I mean, um, it's 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 really detailed. But you know, kudos for keeping it going for a year. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and I guess on that sort of topic, how do you organize your projects and, and track them? Because obviously, maybe you have an idea to launch something in a month or two. How do you go about making that a reality with with tracking? Right. So, so previously I would be, I would suffer a lot from the entrepreneurial disease, which just completely bombards your head every single day with a new idea. And you're like, wow, I have such a huge FOMO. If I don't do this, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna go away or someone's going to do it. So, so I had to fight with this and, uh, the, the, probably the best tool that I found is, is not even a tool or, or even physical or digital tool is just uh, self-awareness. So just really going deep into your, into your mind and understanding why you're doing what you're doing. So, uh, I did a 10 day meditation retreat with, which really changed my life and, and gave me an insight into, into my brain and allowed me to see how many times I was just, uh, seduced by the media by by the success of of other individuals and and just seduced by by the idea that i can have it all or i can do it all so so in the last year i switched i told you like this year i'm one of my one of the principles i'm trying to follow is simplify so again like with every new project i I need to ask myself uh is this is this thing that i'm doing right now is just to please uh the audience is it uh, to seek uh approval to seek validation or is this something i truly and deeply care about and i believe it's going to have a positive impact and uh and yeah so i would i would i would use self awareness and this like deep questioning uh to uncover 
the the topics or the projects that I really care about. So so probably that's why in the in the last ten years I've had so many different projects where I was just jumping from one to another, from one to another. Obviously, it was a very rewarding journey, but uh, but I realized that I cannot just keep changing projects or keep changing careers or my paths every single year or every two years because if you really want to achieve that mastery and 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 feel that satisfaction with your work i think you need to really commit and invest into a single craft and and quite recently i just understood that uh that thing for me is writing so so i want to really just uh sit down and bleed every day until i'm i'm satisfied with the results and uh, no matter how many days I show up and, and write something, whether I publish it or not, it's uh, it's a struggle. It's a creative struggle, and uh, and and I love it. If if I do it and I and I spend enough time struggling every single day, I just feel that okay. Even if I didn't publish anything, or even if it's never gonna be used anywhere, I felt like okay, I showed up and I did my part. So for tracking projects, obviously you need to first understand uh, why you do it in the first place. And it takes time. I know you, you, you can read all these books. You can, you can, you know, like inspire yourself with these quotes, motivational videos and so on, but uh, you need to do something. So, so once you do something, you figure out what you like and what you really don't like. I think it's really important to understand what you really don't like. So you need to expose yourself to, to teams and then you see like, Oh, I don't like this type of leadership. I don't like to use uh, uh, scrum or I don't like to use waterfall method or I don't like to use uh, these meetings or I don't like to work in in on-site or remotely so once you're exposed to all these things you kind of start understanding yourself better and only then you can evaluate which projects you should take on and which ones uh, you should uh, you should uh, give up gave up give up yeah get rid of <laughs> so so other tool that i use is again it's it's not really a physical or digital tool and it's completely free you can use it anytime and anywhere it's saying no so so this year i already declined uh four speaking engagements and and invites the conferences uh, to give like a, a workshop because i realized that once uh, you know, like right now, I'm I'm still finishing my book, so so my main priority is book, and it feels really amazing when you get invited and you get recognized and for doing the work that you love, and and at the same time you feel like um oh, I'm just gonna be this douchebag who's gonna say no. You cannot do that, Thomas. You need to say yes and 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 help these people, or you know, like just just collaborate and 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 create a better tomorrow or whatever. Well, I'm I'm talking a lot of cliches now, but but the point here is that. Saying no allows you to really have that space, that mental space, that physical space uh, to allow yourself uh, yourself to to sit down and without any kind of time, resource, budget pressure, think about a problem, go deep to the roots, really understand it. And sometimes you need, you know, like uh, a day or two to just sleep on it and maybe completely disconnect, go for a run or or take a vacation, you know, like, well, vacation for one, two, three, one, two days, just take a break. And then you or your brain is going to do the job. You're going to find out the solution. But with our really fast-paced uh, kind of society, economy, norms, uh, every, everything needs to be done today. Everything needs to be done mm -hmm. tomorrow, yesterday, actually. So, <laughs> so, it's really, so it's really hard to just figure out what really matters because people are just creating, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to make another Facebook. I'm just going to make another Uber, another Airbnb, and so on. There are so many problems uh, we, uh, we can work on with our gifts and our, our, our skills, our experiences, our talents, but people are just 
completely mindlessly following the next, you know, like, oh, I just need to knock down this uh, to-do list item and then move on to the next one. But like, does it even matter if it doesn't contribute to, to the greater good or if it doesn't really make any sense in a year or two? So re recently I started uh, using also the, uh, the mental framework. Uh, mm -hmm. It's called 10-10-10. So I don't exactly remember what are the questions, but like uh, 10 minutes, 10 months and 10 years. So how does, how does this decision is going to help you or how, how are you going to feel after 10 minutes, after 10 months and will it matter in 10 years? And in most cases, all of these decisions that people obsess over, they don't even, they're not going to even matter after 10 months, not to talk yeah. about 10 years. They, they probably won't even remember the decision. So I think uh, just using these two tools, just all constantly, uh, constantly kind of monitoring every decision, uh, every kind of desire, every also uh, a kind of itch that you have through self-awareness. And then at the same time, uh, saying no to so many opportunities, good opportunities, sometimes great opportunities, allows you to, to really have that space to develop your, your, your true uh, kind of like direction or path that you want to go to. And then using the, the framework, asking yourself, will this matter in 10 minutes, 10, year, 10, 10 months or, or 10 years? I think these tools uh, helped me immensely in, in the last couple of years making decisions. And uh, I'm not going to go too deep into project management because uh, once, uh, once it, with one project, there, there are more people, you know, we would use Asana, maybe Trello, uh, sometimes just, uh, just Slack would, would do the jobs. So every project is, is pretty individual and I don't believe you should uh, uh, mindlessly just follow, you know, oh, this tool works for, for John and this tool works for mm -hmm. Susie, we should use it uh, just because it works for them. I think you should really find what, uh, what works for you. And for me, it really works just to use uh, whatever is the easiest uh, tool set tool set uh for a specific project so you need yeah. to find the shortest way to done i think one of my friends uh uh who does uh, also like productivity consulting he 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 tries to really coach people on finding the shortest way to done so it doesn't matter what tools you use it doesn't matter what software you use you don't even need to use software sometimes it's better to just uh you know, get really dirty on, on a whiteboard or, or even painting or whatever, just find a way that works for you and only for you. And, 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 you know, it just helps you to get, uh, to, 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 to the final phase, deliver the product or, or service, whatever you're creating. And I think that's, that, that's what matters the most. Yeah. I really like that 10, 10, 10 process. That's, I think that's more like thinking, like, I think that's something that a lot of people don't do, like just go through that process of thinking, like how it affects X, X and X. So I think that will be quite useful for people. Um, I know, to, like even, yeah. sorry, sorry, no, just, cool. just wanted to like with this podcast, even, you know, like this podcast is an example of 10, 10, 10. So is this going to matter is how I'm going to feel up to 10 minutes after we're done with the podcast? I'm going to feel really, really great because we finally caught up, you know, in, in person. Well, not really in person, in voice, let's say. But yeah. we finally got to catch up uh, uh, with, our, with each other and, you know, like share, share what we're working on. And, and it's always a great thing. And then in 10 months, I'll feel like, okay, I, I know Francesco much better than I, than I used to before this podcast. And then in 10 years... No one knows, but I'm, I'm very yeah. <laughs> optimistic and, and I feel that uh, we'll be finally, uh, we'll kind of finally meet in person somewhere, have coffee or beer and, yeah. and, and talk about life or 
work. So, so for me, this podcast is, is a perfect example of like, I didn't even have to think about the 10, 10, 10 framework. Maybe it was somewhere in my subconscious that says, that said like, yeah, you know, like it's, it's a good investment of your time. You're going to spend an hour chatting, uh, chatting with Francesco, but this is, uh, this is going to be a huge return investment because I think relationship building is, is one of the most undervalued, uh, especially like deep relationship building is one of the most undervalued skills and, uh, and investments that, uh, that people, uh, yeah, just yeah. undervalue. I think that, yeah, I think it's, I agree with you there on the, the relationship side. It's like, I guess like for us who that work quite, you know, remotely, um, you know, you're, you're, you're calling me from, um, Colombia, um, and I'm speaking from the UK. Uh, it's quite hard to do that relationship stuff, isn't it? But when you do, it becomes very much a strong one because you make the effort and time for it, don't you? Exactly, and and at least for me, it's not that comfortable because it's like uh, it's just again like I need to find a quiet place. I need to make sure that Wi-Fi works. I need to I need to make sure I don't mess up time zones again, and, and <laughs> I, I show up on time. And then you know there are so many unpredictable things. What if electricity goes off? What if yeah Wi-Fi connection goes down and so on? And also you might have an emergency or something, and then I need to reschedule. You need to reschedule, and you know it it just creates this friction. And mm-hmm. and every time I have this like voice in my head saying like uh it's just you know like it's a lot of work maybe you should just say no but uh when it comes to relationship building i try to say yes as much as possible so even though Mm -hmm. i i I decline a lot of speaking engagements because it just involves a lot more preparation you need to fly into the place you need to engage with people and it's just going to be uh very emotionally physically uh and Mm -hmm. also like very time consuming demanding definitely well, uh, I'm I'm very glad you're here. Um, brilliant. So, uh, I guess the the one of the things that we can segue onto is that idea of you know you're obviously working remotely and traveling a lot. You must have uh, pretty resilient tools <laughs> in terms of hardware. Um, maybe you could take us through what phone um, laptop that you have um, and how you find using them. Sure. So. Everything I own has has a purpose or has its 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 job. I don't uh, I don't like to to value physical things uh, at all. I like to I like to just detach, detach myself. So uh, so I don't have this emotional attachment to things because I travel really light and you know very I'm very fortunate. I was not robbed or I didn't lose anything yet. Mm. Uh, that might you know happen at at some point, but uh, pretty much everything on my laptop on my phone is uh, is in the cloud. So even if if you know like I lost my laptop or there's a huge fire, water, I don't know, floods, uh, and I lost everything, I could still recover everything uh, from the cloud probably within a day. So so that's uh, that's pretty. Uh, uh, what's the word? It just builds or helps me with the, with peace of mind. Yeah. Uh, other thing I, I also invest into, well, kind of, let's say decent uh, hardware because if, if my laptop is too slow, I'm just wasting a lot of time. And I don't like that because uh, generally I think you should spend uh, as little time in front of your screen as possible. And I'm very guilty for just staring at my screen for eight, 10 hours every day. So I think that the less time you spend in front of your laptop, the better, because then you can actually experience the world, the real world, uh, spend more time in nature, connect with people. 
And uh, if your laptop is slow, you're probably going to take, you know, twice as much time and it's going to be frustrating. It's going to take a toll on your, uh, on your productivity, your well-being, and so on. So for laptop, I use uh, the latest MacBook Pro 13. Mm-hmm. No touch, no touch bar because I, I I don't believe in it yet. So it's just a <laughs> it's just a very basic uh, version. I just got uh, iPhone 10. I think it's amazing. It's it's really brilliant. I thought I thought the Face ID is is some kind of a a fad, but it's just really amazing. It feels so good, and especially when when in the dark, it opens without even mm-hmm. any light in the room. It just feels like magic. I think they could still do better job at innovating the software because sometimes it just still feels kind of like, yeah, there are some things that could be uh, uh, easier implemented or whatever. So like the uh, the syncing between uh, laptop and the phone, even with AirDrop, sometimes I struggle a lot just discovering my phone. So it, it kind of feels like, come on, like you've been doing this for forever and you could, you could do a better job with it. Uh, then uh, also like syncing some some documents sometimes you know like most of the time it's quite instant but sometimes it would take like oh my photos didn't sync for for like three days and I don't know what to do so I don't want to just constantly go and debug my own software that I pay uh, a lot of money for well I, I pay mostly for hardware but also like software is is not the best so so I have iPhone 10 I'm really happy with it but obviously uh, it could be improved then uh, I have uh, just Apple Mouse so. From my design uh, background, I just I just don't like to use trackpad. I don't think it's accurate enough. And with the mouse, I feel that I get uh, I get things done much faster. Then uh, for recording, I have I have this mic that I use right now. So this one is uh, I'm trying to figure out what it is. I think this is uh, Audio Technica, uh, just kind of lavalier mic. And then I have a Zoom H1, uh, like a handheld recorder. So mm. for that one I would use to just uh, uh, record my blog post maybe where, where I, don't, I don't have to be connected to internet. So it's just like kind of offline recorder. And the reason why I have these tools is that I bought Sony RX105, uh, so Mark V, Sony Mark V, and it's, it's a very compact uh, and powerful camera. Uh, that one I use mostly for for taking photos for my Instagram or my blog posts, and and that camera is like a super nice camera, and you can just put it in your pocket and it fits really well. It doesn't have the the mic, uh, what's a connection plug or whatever. So I have to have this external mic, and it kind of creates uh, some some kind of a friction between uh, me making more videos because then I would need to shoot video and then. Separately, I would need to shoot audio and then I would need to, to sync everything together. So that's, that's another thing that I don't like about a camera, but generally it's, it's just amazing. Uh, I have uh, wireless, um, Apple wireless uh, magic board or whatever it's called, a magic keyboard maybe. Oh, yeah. And uh, I have, uh, I have uh, laptop, uh, what is it called? The, the stand. So it's, it's, very, it's very simple. Um, Laptop stand by standapart.co. So it's uh, by my friends. I met them in uh, in Bali, and it's just uh, made of kind of plastic cardboard. So it's very very light. You can assemble it in what like probably ten seconds, and it fits into my backpack really well. And uh, I think that's that's about it for for my uh, for my electronics. Oh, I'm I'm using uh, Beats uh, Studio Wireless uh, headphones. Oh yeah. And I also got. Uh, 
AirPods. AirPods, I think they're also probably the, the biggest leap since, <laughs> since headphones because it just feels so amazing. Like they never fall off my ears. And, and uh, I think it's just so much more convenient to have these in your pocket than carry, you know, like huge studio uh, headset on, on your head while you're walking on the street, in the gym, listening to podcasts or whatever. So it just makes everything so much more convenient and they charge super fast. Yeah, I've heard really good things about them. And can I ask you a few questions about them <laughs> while we were here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So w- what's the like the sound quality like? Is it like, I, I don't know whether you had the previous ones. W- is it much better? Um, I wouldn't say it's much better, but maybe I'm a little biased, but I would, I would love to believe that they're slightly better. Maybe just from yeah. my own perspective, maybe 10% better. But at the same time, you cannot really compare, you know, like these uh, AirPods, AirPods with, uh, with studio uh, wireless uh, uh, headphones, which, which has noise cancellation and stuff. But at the same time, it feels like premium sound. It doesn't feel any, any cheaper, cheaper than, than, you know, like professional, uh, professional headset. Yeah, because everyone raves about them. Every, everyone that I spoke to just says they're the best headphones ever. Well, you know, I know it's it's crazy, and and I, I'm I'm really <laughs> I'm I'm really surprised how Apple made us pay a ridiculous amount mm. of money for for the new iPhone, and then for for these uh, for these headphones, uh, well, AirPods. I got these in Lithuania last summer. And, yeah. and they were in such a high demand that they, they only had three left in the whole Lithuania. So, oh, I, <laughs> so I, was ready, I was ready to drive four hours to other city and I called them like uh, the, the premium reseller or official reseller or whatever. We don't really have Apple stores in Lithuania. So I yeah. called them and I asked them like, can you, can you, save, uh, can you save one, uh, one pair for me? And they're like, yeah, sure. Like, can you come here by 3 p.m.? I'm like, yeah, I need four hours to drive to there to that place. But uh, luckily, the other closer city they they had uh, two or three left. Oh, so lucky. so I went there. Yeah, so it was like one hour, thirty minutes, or whatever. So my friend, our mutual friend, actually used us with Eustace and I. We just jumped in a car and and we just drove all the way to the other city to buy these. And in Lithuania, it was uh, around two hundred euros. So what is that? Uh, over two hundred fifty dollars, maybe. So I was. It was incredible. Like you just go there and you're completely obsessed about this little toy, and you pay a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money for just these AirPods. Yeah. But uh, but generally, uh, it's been almost a year that I use them. Uh, they're amazing. It's just it's just such an amazing uh, designed product that I I don't know. I I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. Oh, and I'm, I'm not and I'm not paid to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. I, I, I'm I'm tempted by them. I just I'm not sure yet. Um, you may have swayed me. <laughs> um, brilliant. Um, just on a final note, so offline experiences, um, do you have like a recommendation for people who are immersed in digital resources about like one thing that they can do in their routine that helps them take, well, takes them out of that sort of digital experience? I mean, you mentioned a couple of times that you you managed to get to do all of these uh, brilliant trips around the island but maybe for someone that um you know doesn't have access to that what what are a few things that they could do you mean for like uh offline ex- uh, like activities yeah like just getting away from like a laptop right, right. Or, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i think um when i was in bali i think that's a little over a year ago 
they had not the best connection in the in the apartments or hotel whatever i was staying at and i decided okay i'm gonna challenge myself and i'm gonna set internet free hours so i would only use internet from uh from 10 a.m to 7 p.m so i would limit myself uh to internet access and for the first two weeks it just felt like oh my goodness why do i even do that it just felt like, well, I don't really smoke, but this is what I believe people who stop smoking, they just have this craving, this desire to just come back because they can. And, and I was like, why do I even create these stupid rules? But then uh, I was still using my laptop, so, but I wouldn't have internet. So I would just disconnect it. And then, and then I would be able to organize all my notes. I would be able to outline blog posts. I would be able to actually focus on deep work and spend, you know, two, three hours just writing, just dumping, dumping down all these ideas. And it felt incredible. And after two weeks, it, uh, it just felt really natural. Like, I don't really need to use internet all the time because every single time I need to use internet, it's because probably I have some doubts because I, I don't trust myself or I don't want to say something that might not be true or not, might not be accurate. And then this kind of like uh, fear pushes you to just keep Googling. And then you, you Google something and your mind drifts into, into some you know, ads or YouTube videos or just some distractions. And I felt like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and set internet free hours. So, so that's one concept that, that people could use. And to make it work better, it's probably better if you go and change your password or you disconnect your router and it's somewhere in the room or, or someone, uh, you know, hidden and it requires some kind of effort or some kind of work for you to, to do. So you don't actually automatically connect. So that's one of the things that I tried and worked pretty well. Uh, other thing is, uh, I used to do Sunday also like uh, no phone kind of like Sunday. So I'll just turn it off, not just lock it or hide it somewhere, but turn it off and, and just, you know, Use, uh, use whatever is around me, books, magazines, journals, just go out, uh, meet people. And, and sometimes it's hard. You realize, like, how do I connect with people without this phone? So, so sometimes <laughs> you just need to talk to your neighbors or just take it easy, you know, and, and take a walk in the park. So, so that was also one of the experiments I did uh, for probably two or three months. And, uh, and that also just exposed me to how how addicted I am to that phone, you know, like that every single moment I would get bored, I would be like, Oh, where's my phone? Where's my phone? And I'm like, Oh, I'm having this kind of free Sunday, Sunday free if, from phone or whatever. So that's another concept that, that concept that could help. Uh, other thing, I think all of us uh, who, who are working on our passion projects or we are freelancers or whatever, we, we have this ability to, to really work with our schedule and to be flexible with our schedule. So I would say really monitor your energy and just because it's, it's Wednesday or Thursday, it doesn't mean that you have to be productive. If your body is, is not productive, you need to acknowledge that fact and you need to, to use and accept that, that low energy or that no interest or, or that, uh, that just that state of not doing things and, and say, okay, today I'm going to really just dive in into whatever I felt like doing. Maybe I'm going to go and, and, and paint. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll go and cut uh, newspapers and make my mood board of my next vacation or whatever. So I think sometimes when, when I do that, it feels like, oh, it's, it's Wednesday and I'm supposed to have this, you know, like productive day, deep work session. But sometimes it just doesn't feel like. And the only thing to, to, to really move on is to disconnect from that kind of uh, 
from that duty that only you have have in this mind like if you just go outside and, and see random people they're they're not gonna say like oh thomas today you had to do this or you had to blog uh, to write blog posts or you had to pitch this client or you had to deliver this and no one's gonna see that on your face they're just gonna see another human being so i think uh, it's good from time to time to, to just be a little bit more spontaneous and just uh, just do whatever you felt like doing for a long time I don't know, go take a massage, go uh, to take a dance class. Maybe you wanted to get a haircut, go get a fancy new haircut. Maybe you need to call your old friend and, and ask him for a cooking class. I don't know. So there are many, many ways you can really be spontaneous and experiment. And, and it's only up to you. No one, actually, no one actually says what you need to do in your life and you can design your own life. So that's, that's what I talk in my blog. But, but generally, these are a couple of ideas. And uh, uh, if... I find that also like physical exercise, whatever that is, uh, and it doesn't have to be weightlifting, it doesn't have to be yoga, whatever works for you. I feel that just getting out, getting that fresh air and, and get you know, your, your, your blood moving uh, in your body and flowing, I think it helps with uh, just generally getting a better picture of, of what you want in your life. So I think these, these couple of things uh, should help you with uh, gaining back that clarity of what you want to do in your life. Fantastic. Um, such a great way to um, wrap up. Um, I think that obviously it's quite important to have all of the aspects and I think you, you rounded out quite well there. Um, brilliant. Thomas, um, where can people find you? Um, where can they go? Um, obviously your blog, um, but where else? Right. So, so right now I'm trying again to simplify everything and just focus just on my email list. So this is where I have the most, uh, intimate the, the closest connections with people because uh, I feel that email is still very, very very personal and people give their permission to email them. So I feel very, very lucky and very uh, privileged to do that. So this is where I send my weekly live design newsletter where I share all the stuff that I read, all the tools that I discover, all the places that I travel to and just generally all, all the things that I learn. So that's the number one thing, but uh, I'm also trying to respond to to everyone who messaged me, messaged me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So these are probably the, the most uh, pla- the the most used platforms for me. And uh, you can find me there through my blog. And my blog is uh, thomaslau.com. Brilliant. Um, and uh, for those who are listening along um, and just want all of the stuff in the show notes, you can find it all there. Um, all of uh, how to find Tomas and all of the apps and tools and uh, general philosophies that he's mentioned. Um, but it's been absolutely amazing speaking to you, Tomas. Um, yeah, finally, glad that we got to do this one. Thank you so much. My pleasure. I, I, I really enjoyed this. And yeah, finally, finally, buddy, we, we finally caught up. <laughs> definitely yeah it's been too long um thank you very much uh for listening today i hope that you enjoyed um hearing all about how thomas takes control of his routine um you can uh, subscribe here on itunes or you can uh review the itunes uh, podcast too that'd be really great uh, if you have a spare two or three minutes um but for now make sure to have a great week keep productive and i'll see you guys very very soon cheers